On July 24, 1857, the Latter-day Saints learned, in the middle of their 10th anniversary celebration, that President James Buchanan had ordered an army to Utah. Though they did not know what the army's mission was or the intent behind the expedition, they learned that it would be commanded by Brigadier General William Selby Harney, and the choice of Harney signaled the very worst. In his counsel, Brigham Young called for a vote on a rather shocking proposal. He wrote in his journal, It was carried unanimously that if Harney crossed the South Pass, the buzzards should pick his bones. But who was General Harney? Why was his appointment as commander so significant? And why did it provoke such shock and outrage among the Latter-day Saints? On today's episode, we will explore these questions and more. I'm your host, Nate Olson, and this is Adventures in Mormon History. Brigadier General William Harney was a native of Tennessee, and he was a soldier's soldier. He was tall, broad-shouldered, and muscular, and he didn't drink alcohol or gamble. Jefferson Davis, who uh, tended to see the world primarily in terms of race, would later remember that Harney could run faster than any white man and farther than any Indian. Harney loved hunting and spearfishing. As a commander, he was famous for lacing his official correspondence with profanity. He was widely considered both energetic and fearless. During the Mexican War, he distinguished himself for gallantry, leading a charge uphill against a fortified position in the Battle of Cerro Gordo. PTG Beauregard, who was also present, would later remember seeing Harney charge, sword in hand, up the steep slope of the hill and be the first to leap into the enemy's fortifications. Harney was also a strict disciplinarian. During the Mexican War, he captured 30 Irish-American soldiers who had deserted from the U.S. Army and defected to the Mexican Army. Lured by Santa Ana's promise of free land and believing they had more in common with the Catholic people of Mexico than with the largely Protestant Americans, they deserted and joined forces. Harney captured this group, known as the St. Patrick Battalion or the San Patricios, Harney directed that each of these traitors be hanged. The condemned men were bound, loaded onto wagons, and brought under the gibbets, with nooses draped over their necks. The regimental doctor tried to intervene on behalf of one of the prisoners, on account that both his legs had been amputated the day before. But Harney was, to say the least, unmoved. Bring that son of a bitch out here, he barked. My orders were to hang 30, and I mean to hang 30. The maimed prisoner was carried out to the gallows and hanged with the rest. Even by the standards of the time, though, Harney was known for his ruthlessness. In 1854, he led what is now known as the Ash Hollow Massacre against a tribe of Lakota Sioux in present-day Nebraska. He rejected the tribe's overtures for peace and ordered an attack. By the end of the day, over half of those killed were women and children. This earned Harney the derisive nickname of Squaw Killer Harney. Some of his fellow soldiers would later describe Harney as poised, unflappable, and gentlemanly. But he had a dark side, a streak of uncontrolled aggression and cruelty. In 1835, while visiting his sister-in-law's St. Louis home, he became convinced that a young woman, 
Hannah, who was a slave, had stolen his keys. He flew into a rage and beat her so savagely that three days later, she died of her injuries. Even in a slaveholding state like Missouri in 1835, this was an outrage. Harney ended up fleeing the state to escape a mob intent on lynching him. Later, on the eve of the American Civil War, Harney would be stationed in present-day Washington state, where he almost single-handedly launched the nation into a war with the British Empire over a squabble between a Yank and an Englishman about a dead pig. The Latter-day Saints in the Salt Lake Valley were all too familiar with Harney's reputation, both for his readiness to plunge headlong into assaults and the grim efficiency with which he carried out the work of death, either in overseeing mass hangings or firing into non-combatants. And when Abraham Smoot and Porter Rockwell brought news to the Saints that not only was President Buchanan sending an army against them, but that Harney had been appointed to lead it, The saints thought they would fare no better than the Lakota people at Ash Hollow or the St. Patrick Battalion in the Mexican War. And Harney did not exactly do anything to quell these fears, though he had no feelings of particular animosity against the Latter-day Saints. His biographer, Logan Reeves, noted that he had fully determined to capture Brigham Young and the Twelve Apostles, summarily execute them as he had the San Patricio deserters, and winter his troops in the foundations of the Salt Lake Temple. With glowing approval, Reeves wrote that Harney would have attacked Salt Lake City as ferociously as Old Testament Joshua attacked the city of Jericho. In a letter from early August in 1857, Brigham Young described what he viewed as the mission of the Army's campaign. He wrote that the only reason to appoint Harney to lead the expedition was that Buchanan and his administration had decided on war. The mission of these war dogs is, of course, peaceful, as is the saintly squaw killer General Harney, who is supposed commandant of the expedition. And the current report is that he has committed himself on the peace side by openly avowing that he feels no hostility to the settlers of Utah further than against myself and about 39 others and um, all those who believe as we do. The Mormons are going to be Christianized, civilized, and victimized by the high-minded officers of Uncle Sam's regulars. Apostle George A. Smith also perceived that Harney would include him on the list of troublemakers to be hanged. But in this, George A. had no intention of helping Harney carry out his mission. He announced to a congregation in Cedar City, Well, I am one of the prescribed, but being naturally so great a coward, I greatly prefer fighting to hanging. Rank-and-file Latter-day Saints felt the same way. Asa Kalkin, then serving as a missionary in England, wrote in his journal, It seems a settled thing that an army is to be sent against the citizens of Utah, commanded by the bloodthirsty coward General Harney, who immortalized his name in the Indian Massacre at Ash Hollow. With Harney appointed as commander of the expedition, the Latter-day Saints began making military preparations to repulse him and the army. And they composed a folk song in honor of General Harney that has long since been forgotten. The song was called, Squaw Killer Harney is on the Way. (laughs) 
Come, brethren, listen to my song. Doodah, doodah. I don't intend to keep you long. Oh, doodah day. About Uncle Sam, I'm going to sing. Doodah, doodah. Destruction he is trying to bring. Oh, doodah day. Then let us be at hand by Brigham Young to stand. And if our enemies do appear, we'll sweep them from the land. Old Squaw Killer Harney's on the way, doodah, doodah. The Mormon people for to slay, oh, doodah day. But if becomes the truth, I tell, doodah, doodah. Our boys will blast them all to hell, oh, doodah day. Then let us be at hand by Brigham Young to stand. And if our enemies do appear, we'll sweep them from the land. Old Sam is sent, I understand, doodah, doodah. A Missouri ass to rule our land, oh, doodah day. But if he comes, we'll have some fun, doodah, doodah. To see him and his Gentiles run, no doodah day. Then let us be at hand by Brigham Young to stand. And if our enemies do appear, we'll sweep them from the land. Then here's long life to Brigham Young, doodah, doodah. And Heber too, for they are one, no doodah day. May they and Daniel live to see, doodah, doodah. This people gain their liberty, oh doodah day. Then let us be at hand, by Brigham Young to stand. And if our enemies do appear, we'll sweep them from the land. But whatever the plans for his initial appointment, Harney would never see Utah. With the escalating violence in Kansas over the question of slavery, Harney was redirected to Kansas and Missouri, leaving Albert Sidney Johnston in charge of the Utah expedition, which we now remember as Johnston's army. By the time of the American Civil War, Harney had lost the confidence of the army's senior leaders. And during the time of the nation's bloodiest conflict and greatest disaster, Harney would never be trusted with a field command. Thank you for joining us on this episode in our new season of Adventures in Mormon History. I'm your host, Nate Olson.